0: Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, church, it's so, uh, it's so great and awesome to be here this morning. It, it's, it's great to see everybody. you know it's, uh, it, it's always an honor to, to be up here and, and, and be able to do this. Um, it's kind of hard to go with my uh, with my sermon after hearing Tabby say what she had to say.' just gonna am I supposed to go ahead and sit down and just allow what she said to marinate into you. Uh, But again, like I said, church, it's always great to be here. I I always enjoy it because I know that I get more out of this than anybody else. I know that whenever I'm getting ready to do something like this, God moves in me and leaps and bounds, and it's just, it's absolutely amazing. So I'm I'm hoping and praying that you receive today's sermon the way that I did uh, as God was speaking to me. Now, we know that uh, we know that Pastor Danny, as, uh, as Tabby had said, Pastor Danny, and there's a group of church members uh, that are in Ethiopia, you know, doing what they're doing out there, ministering and, and just, you know, preaching and teaching out there. We want to make sure that we keep them covered because, you know, just, just like Tabby said, I mean, it's the environment's completely different. You know, if you heard some of the people that went out there before and and what it was like, you know, trust me, they need all the prayer they can get and all the ramen noodles they can get at the same time because uh, it ain't the same. Uh, They can't just go around the street and get Jack in a Box or something. So, you know, this week in church, you know, as they're out there, you know, doing the work that God's doing, you know, we don't want them just to uh, do great out there, but we want people's lives to be changed as they're out there ministering. You know, we want the people out there to want more the way we want more and allow them to be able to get it because of the way they were ministering to them. So church, I encourage you this week just to just continue, continue to, to keep them in prayer, you know, lift them up and, and just allow God to cover them the entire time. Because I think they should be there sometime today, right? Sometime they're there already. And you know, that eight hour sleep difference, well, I tell you, it ain't no joke, <laughs> Uh, but you know, church, just like I said, just 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 keep them in prayer, and I promise you, they will they will be thankful for it. But if I can get you to kind of open your Bibles to Isaiah 42. And we're going to start at verse 5. Isaiah 42, 5. And I'm going to go all the way down to to verse 9. Thus saith the Lord God, He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thine hand, and I will keep thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in the darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. This is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are to come past, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father God, I'm asking, Lord God, that this message, Father God, touch the people, Lord Jesus, the way that it gripped me, Father God. The tears that I had coming down my face, Father God, getting ready for today, Lord Jesus, allow them to feel that, Lord Jesus. Father God, I'm asking that you just continue, Father God, to speak to them, Lord Jesus. Every word, Father, that comes out of my mouth is your word, Father God. It's not mine. Father, every word, Father God, that comes out of my mouth, let it touch them, Father God, and change them, Lord Jesus, to see, Father God, who you truly are, Father. So, Lord, we give this service to you, Father God. We give this all unto you, Father God, because you're the only reason why we are here. So, Father God, I ask that you just continue to touch us all, Lord God, and minister to us, Lord Jesus, as we sit here, Father God, thirsting for more, Lord. So I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, church, as, uh, as you know, as as we're kind of getting ready for this, you know, just look over to your neighbor and say, you know, that, that you're blessed to have them here. Just, you know, look to them and say, you know, we're thankful that we get this time together. And, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy this service. Yeah. You know, church, like, like I said, it's. It's crazy how how God allows things to move. I like the scripture. I'm glad God pointed me to this scripture because if you, if you were really listening to it, in those few verses, he says a lot. He says what he has done. He's saying what he is doing and what he's able to do. But you have to really be paying attention to it. it it's crazy, church, because... How God brought this sermon about was weeks ago, even I mean, probably a month ago, before even Pastor Dan even asked me to do this. God had already laid this on my heart and started kind of forming it in the, inside inside of me, and He was just kind of giving me words. And I was, you know, as I'm driving, it's kind of hard to jot down, but you know, I'm I'm speaking it into my phone, and you know, it doesn't always come out right. You know, when you when you talk text, it's not always not always the best thing in the world. It's the same thing when you're trying to uh, do your sermon, when you're trying to talk text it on your phone, it doesn't always come out that way, so you're having to do a lot of edits. But it's crazy because I heard a song on the radio, and I only heard it that one time, and that's how I became, that's how we got the title uh, of our message, "Living up to the Name." When, when I heard that, that's when God just kind of,, you know, just put it on me and said, "This is what you're going to say." And this is how you're going to say it because it needs to be said for the people to hear. Because my children need to hear exactly what's going to what, I, what I'm trying to tell you. You know, for a couple months, Pastor Danny was preaching on all the names of God, and I mean, it, it was great because there was names that you know we got to see, but there was names that he did not get a chance to say because obviously if he went through all of the names that we call god that we'd still be here that we it would be never ending because that that's how great god is that's we have no idea on 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 the words that 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 describe on how great god is and then when we grasp that when we when we understand that then that title right there living up to the name then you understand a lot better you see church we expect God to live up to his name every day of our life. When, when we step out of the house, when we open our eyes, when we do all these things, we expect him to be who he says he is. I mean, because regardless, church, God is almighty. He's all powerful. He's everything. He's, he's everything to us if you allow him to be everything to you. And when we say that, then that's when we expect him to live up to that name because that's how we, uh, we, we see him. If you ever uh, if you grew up in church or if you've been in church for a long time, you've called them by many names. I know I have. I've called them by many names. Just as some of you have many names, I myself, I have a lot of names. Uh, not only am I Richard Manavelis, but I'm a, I'm a father, uh, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a grandfather, I'm a brother, I'm an uncle. You know, I'm, I'm all kinds of things. But the difference is, is, I'm going to fail at some of those things. God, on the other hand, when we call him all these things, he's not failing at anything. He is who we say he is because he doesn't know how to be anything else. You see, church, we need to start getting that into our spirit. We need to start understanding that if he's living up to his name, then that's who he is. Because that's all he knows how to be is those things. Because from day one, that's who he was. For instance, Creator. In that scripture, Isaiah, it talks about how he formed everything. Church, if you look around you, if you go outside these doors, you would truly see that he's the creator. There's nobody in this world. There's nothing that can have done exactly what he did out there. Nobody else could build these trees, uh, make this dirt, do all these, uh, make all these animals, and everything be perfect for us to be able to utilize or use or, or, or some kind of uh, eat or whatever it is. God was the creator. And when we understand that, then we can understand why he created us. There was a purpose why he made the water and the trees and everything else. The trees is so that, you know, we can have the oxygen and everything. It's, it's, It's crazy how he just made everything work the way he does. And church, he made you for the exact same purpose. There's a reason why you were here. There's a reason why he lives up to that name just for you. But you have to understand that. He made you for a reason. He made us so that we can be all these things that I just kind of uh, called out. Myself being a father or a husband or a a brother, whatever it is. He made you for that exact same purpose. You may not have children, but you could be a father or a mother to somebody else's child. You may not have a sibling, but you can be a sibling to to somebody here at the church or somebody outside this church. But you are still somebody else. But church, we have to understand that we have to come to uh, uh, come to terms with there's a purpose for you. You see, church, if we call if we're if we're seeking comfort, then we call God our comforter. If we're seeking healing, then we're calling God our healer. If we're saying, God, I I need you to to guide me and and point me in the right direction, then we call him our shepherd. But you see, church, he's all of these things all at the same time, every single one of them. And see, that right there, that should put a smile on your face because you should know that if there's something that you are lacking or something that you're needing, then all you have to do is say, God, this is who you are, and he's going to perform for you because he loves you that much. I tend to get excited when I I do this, and, and, and there's a reason because I have that reason. You see, church, I've been outside of these doors and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, and God showed me exactly who I needed to be as I was starting to grow up. It took me a long time, a little bit longer than I needed to, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I, I'm still here, and I get excited about it. And, 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 and I want you to be excited about it, too, because if he can do it for me, church, said he can definitely do it for you. Because I promise you, you are no far long off than where I was. I promise you, you are like right there next to God compared to where I was. And I want you to see that if he can use me, then he can use you. You see, the great thing about God is he doesn't know how to be anything else but great. The great thing about God is when you call him by his name, he's right there with you. When we say, God, I'm, I'm expecting this, then that's what it is. But now, I got my, now I'm going to kind of twist it on you. If he's healing you, if he's comforting you, if he's doing all these things for you and all in the great times when we need him, what about in those bad times when he doesn't seem to answer that prayer right away? Or that time he's making you wait a little bit longer because he's trying to see something. Is he still all of those great things that we call him? Yes, that's yes church, he is. Because Just because he's not answering a prayer for you right away doesn't mean he's not answering a prayer for somebody else. <clears throat> See, that's the great thing about God is, is he's everywhere, so he's doing everything for everybody. You see, church, the, the, the thing is, is is, when he doesn't answer the prayer. I, I loved what Tabby said. I loved what she said when she said that, oh, I'm going to give because uh, I know, God, I want this new car. God, I, I, I want this new house. Father God, I, I want this diamond ring that I've seen. I want that Rolex, Father God. So I'm going to give a little bit extra so I can get that twenty thousand dollar watch. <laughs> you see, Church, we 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 look as God as as um, I, I think uh, uh, J.C. said it best as a genie in the bottle. We want to rub that bottle and 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 get wishes. You know, I, I'm sorry, Church. God doesn't work that way. He knows that you don't need no twenty thousand dollar watch. He does know that you need some type of watch so you can tell time, so you can get somewhere on time, but you don't need a $20,000 watch. But see, we have to stop looking at God as some type of genie. He's living up to every name that we give him, but he's not going to be that person, that that thing that, okay, God, I want this, so I'm going to do this. He's He's not here to bargain with you. He's here to show you who you are in him. And that's the way it is. Church, we we have to get to a point to where if even in the even in the bad times, even if he's not answering something for you, he's still living up to that name that we've called him no matter what. I don't care what situation you're going into. I don't care what it looks like. He's still living up to that name because he's there for you. You know, I I hear sometimes people were saying that, well, God, I, I want this relationship to work. I, I, I need it to work, Lord God. Only You can be in the middle of it, Father God. Only You can mend this. Only You can can fix it for me. And then all of a sudden, the relationship goes away. And then you're blaming God. God, you you didn't fix it for me. God, why why would you why would you allow this to happen? I've been with this person for six years. Well, church, I'm here to tell you real quick on a side note if you've been with that person for six years and nothing has happened yet, you probably shouldn't have been with that person in the first place. If there's no ring on that finger after six years, there's probably something else going on there. But you know what I'm saying? It, it's just there, there's things that you have to understand, there's a reason for it. You don't see it, but God does, you know. I've also heard people say, God, I I need this job. I I want this promotion. I I want this raise. I I need this because this is going to help support my family, support so much. But as soon as he gives you that promotion or as soon as he gives you that raise, where are you? I promise you, some of you are not back in this place. You're somewhere else. You see, (laughs) I used to always want to be some type of manager, you know, as as, you know, when I was in a uh, regular job not to say that I don't have a regular job, I have a regular job, in um, a regular job because you figure, all right, well, now I'm in a position of authority, and now I can, I can do more, I can get away with more, I can say a little bit more and not have to do all of the work. Well, see, that's where you're wrong, church, because when you become management, guess what? Now your weekends belong to the company. <laughs> Your after hours belong to the company, so you no longer you're no longer the hourly person where they say, "All right, you got to go home after forty hours because I don't want to see you because I ain't trying to pay overtime." Now it's now I can abuse you all I want because now you are mine. So you see, church, God knew that if He allowed that promotion to happen or that 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 raise to happen, then that's what would happen. You, they would suck you in, and then we wouldn't see you again. But see, there's always a reason, but you always we always raise our fist to God instead of asking God, God, give me direction on what it is that you need me to do. When you ask God for that direction of what He needs you to do or what He wants best for you, things always work out for the best. When we try to rush God and say, God, you know what, forget it, I'm gonna try to do it myself, then we don't see you anymore. We don't know who you are anymore, and you are a completely different person because you stress yourself out and you just don't want to do anything. You, you, you burn yourself out. But even at those times, God is still living up to his name because he is yet to just say, you know what? I'm done with you. You out of here. You try to figure it out on your own. You know, bye bye. That's not who God is. God still says, I still love you. I'm still going to be here for you. All I want you to do is raise your hands to me, and I'm going to show you exactly what I can do for you. You know, church, we have to, we have to understand that, that when we go through all these things, that there's one person that we have to go to, which is him. And when we go to him and say, God, I, I'm, 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 I'm giving this to you. I want you to take this from me because I want a better understanding of your names. See, I, I love this series that Pastor Danny was doing because as he was going through all the names, he was given in depth of, of what they meant. And when we give it to God, when we finally give it to him, those names will start to make sense to you a little bit more. Those names will mean that much more to you because then you understand, ah, that's what Pastor Danny was talking about. Ah, that's the name that I need to be calling on right now because I am going through this. You see, church, I've had to, I've had to call him by many different names as well. And I've had to humble myself and say, God, I, I need you to help me understand this. God, I need you to show me what this means, why, why this door wasn't opened or, or why this was closed and why you opened this door, because that's something completely different from my character. But see, God is trying to change who you are by whatever it takes. You see, church? When we're asking somebody, when we're asking God to heal somebody, when we're asking God to to say, God, I I need you to to please, please, please uh, uh, touch this person's body, touch them, Father God, because they don't have much longer, Lord Jesus. There's something in them, Father God, that's just that's just taking them from this earth. And then God takes them. God, I prayed to you, Lord, I, I, I gave it to you, I, I laid it at your feet, Father God, I, I, you, you literally see me crying every day, Father God, saying, I need you to do this for me. But we're not listening to what he's saying, because if you listen to him, then he'll tell you, like he's told me before, where are you going to run to if this happens? Are you going to run to the world and say, this is what's going to comfort me now? This is who's going to take care of me now? This is what is, is going to hold on to me now? Or are you going to run to him and say, God, I need that comfort because I, I, I don't know what else to do? You see, you see, church, God has to test us every now and again. And he's not intentionally saying, I'm going to make this person sick or I'm going to take this job from you or I'm going to make you split up from your, uh, from, from your uh, significant other. No, he's saying, I want to see what you're going to do. I need to see that you're going to run to me. If you're calling me by these names, if you're saying this is exactly who I am, then why don't you come to me when all these things are happening? I'm showing you who I am, but yet you're still raising your fist at me saying, forget about it. You see, church, we have to, we have to cling on to him more now than ever. You see, church, as soon as you step foot outside of these doors... And you know what? And, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, might as well, right? We're in church. Even when we come into this place, the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to take your attention away. He want, doesn't. He doesn't want you to call God by His names. He wants the enemy wants you to call the world by their names. And we know what those. We we know what those words are. We know those names: pleasure, self gratification there's there, there, there's there's all these things, there's all these names out there that, that that's the world wants you to grab a hold of. And those things right there are gonna keep you from having that relationship with God. Those things right there is gonna mean that means nothing after a while. But you see, church, we have to we have to get away from all of that. It is hard. It is tough. Trust me, I've been there with tears on my face. I've been on my knees and I've cried out, God, why, why, you know, why? Instead of asking the right question, God, show me. Help me understand. God, now you are my comforter because I need comfort in this, in this, in this trying time. God, you are my shepherd. I need you to, to, to move me in the right direction. Amen. Father God, I am lost on this path, and I need you to get me on the right path. Father God, I messed up big time, and I need you to, 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 to be there with me. I need your hands all around me. Father God, I messed up with my wife. I need you right here in the midst of it because I, I, you gave it to me. I don't need to lose her. Father God, I said something wrong to my kids. I need them to know that that's not how I felt. Father God, I need you here in my life. And when we do that, then he is living up to every single name that we've given him. You know, church, this this, this message, it, it really opened my eyes because I just I didn't really understood, understand why I said all the why I, I called him every different name. But he was helping me understand that I called him by those names for a reason. That no matter what, that he's always gonna be there for me. He is that rock. He is that impenetrable mountain that cannot be moved. That no matter what you do, no matter how, it's like a petrified tree. You can get an axe to a petrified tree, but you're not gonna you're not gonna cut down that tree. It's stone. You can get the axe, you can get the uh, uh, a chainsaw, and it's not gonna cut it because that's how that's how immovable that tree has become. It is. The roots are in the ground, the, 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 the concrete is all around it pretty much, and you're not breaking that tree. God is that petrified tree in your life right now, that no matter what the enemy does, no matter how he tries to come at you, he's not going to be broken, which means if that tree can't be broken, church, you can't be broken either. And that's how we need to live our lives. As that petrified tree, that petrified, I think they said it's a petrified forest where there's, there's dozens, thousands, of tre- hundreds of trees that, that are just there. They're not going anywhere, they're there forever. I mean, they can do what they need to if they needed to, but it, it's, it's a petrified forest. Church, we need to be that petrified forest. We need to be those trees that are immovable that no matter what how strong those winds come no matter what kind of rain comes through that we cannot be moved and we cannot be moved because God us being that tree that living tree has covered us in that concrete saying that that is nothing in this world can move you because no matter how hard, how hard that 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 wind is or how big that storm is you are going to stand there straight not moving a bud uh, an inch but he's trying to teach you all of these things. Now, in Ephesians Ephesians 1.7, it says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. I'm going to read that one again in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed himself. You see, church, God has many names. As I told you, we have many names. You know, I I said before, my name is Richard Benavides, but I'm a father, I'm a a husband, I'm a a grandfather, and some of those things I'm going to fail at. I'm going to fail as a father at times. There's going to be times where, you know, I I won't be able to do for my kids like I wanted to, or there's times I'm not going to be able to do for my wife that I wanted to. I, I'm going to do my best to do it, but I'm going to try to do what I can. Now, I'm going to get the stank eye here in a minute because what I'm about to say, my I, I, my grandfather role is completely different. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's different because I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that both my granddaughters have what they need. You know, and... This is why somebody get the stank guy. Even if their parents are like, no, I don't want them to have it. I'm still going to try to do what I can for them. Because that's because as soon as they say, pop, pop this, it's, it's over with. You know, I, I said once before to my daughter that my name means a lot to me. Growing up, my last name was, was everything. That, that's who we were. You know, I, I told my daughter once before, I said, Maddie, we're Benavides." We will get through this. We will overcome whatever, whatever is going to come at us. We will overcome it because that's who we are. That's what we do. We come together and we will figure out a way on how to try to get through this. We have, you have a mother. You have a brother. Uh, uh, you, you, you have a sister, which, which my daughter-in-law. I said, we will all come together and we will figure some of these things out. And I meant it. But I also knew that I was going to go back up to God and say, God, I, I need your help on this one again, too, because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to big game over here. <laughs> yeah. And the only one I get through this big game is through you. So we good. But we got through it. But church, that's not the name that I'm talking about. God has also given you a name as well. As a matter of fact, he's given you a plenty of names. And if we expect God to live up to those names, then church, he expects you to live up to the name that he's given you as well. Now we are getting to the root of everything. That was the whole point of me telling you God living up to his name, because now it's time for us to live up to our name. And God has given us plenty of names. That uh, scripture that I read, Ephesians 1-7, talks about being redeemed. Well, church, guess what? That's your name, redeemed. You have been redeemed whether you see it or not. We know, we know that you have a past. There's not a single person in this room doesn't have some type of past. My past remains in the past. You know, to this day, to this day, I have yet to reveal to my wife or my children all the things that I've done in my past because they didn't need to know all that. God knows. And the thing about it is with with God knowing and God forgiving me, I'm no longer that person that I was back then. I am who you see today. Because I've been redeemed. Because God said, you know what? I love you this much. I'm going to do something for you. Hey, Marty, can you, can you put that picture up for me? <sighs> A few months ago, my granddaughter, we were sitting right over here, and she told me, she says, pop up, I want to read your Bible. You know, I thought she was playing because that's what kids do. They, 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 they play around. I was like, okay, Mom, sure, go ahead, you know, take it. So she literally took my Bible out from this seat, and she went out into the little foyer area, put it on the table. She opened it up, and she just wasn't looking at it, church. She was literally reading the words off of that Bible. And that affected me more than anything else in the world that affected me more than 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 you would imagine. And for many different reasons. But you see, church, that picture right there. Shows me that I've been redeemed and that I've been forgiven for all of the dumb things that I've done in my past. That picture right there says that many things that God, that's how I know God truly loves me because I get to see her doing things like this. You see, church. I have a name that I have to live up to now. And I'm not just talking about pop pop. I'm talking about redeemed. I'm talking about forgiven. I'm talking about loved. These are the names that God has given me. And these are the names that God has given you. And it's time for us to start living up to those names that he's given us. You see, that picture right there shows me that I've been forgiven for everything that I've done. That picture right there shows me how much God truly loves me. That picture right there completely changed me. On the inside. Because that's how much God loves me. You know how else I know God loves me? My son is sitting right over there with his wife. My daughter is sitting right back there with my other grandbaby. My wife is sitting right here with me. So the times that I I need prayer, she's standing right there with me praying. If she senses something is wrong, she's right there saying, God, touch him. Years ago, when my wife and I were first married, we were living in uh, Duncanville, uh, in a a rent house. And uh, I had been brought up in a house to where I was supposed to be the provider, that I'm supposed to work, that nonstop. I don't care if you're sick, I don't care if your fingers are falling off, or your legs broke, or you got a cast on your neck, you're, you're gonna work because you're the man. That's how I was brought up. And the women were supposed to take care of everything else. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I've changed somewhat. Um, I said somewhat. Uh, but I remember verbatim this call. And, I mean, we, we were fighting, I mean, yelling, yelling. And I hope that's all there was that was going on. Uh, and I'm talking about me, I'm talking about me, I'm not talking about her. Um, but I remember this to a T because my daughter was just born and my son was, you know, my son was running around. And then my wife asked me these words, what's it going to take for you to take time off? Because I think my daughter needed to go to a doctor's appointment. And I said, I don't know. And I believe I hung up. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and I believe I hung up. And I know she was crying in the car and everything else, and I'm mad. I'm like, I'm yelling out, you know, to myself, you know, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is, this is who I am. This is, you know, this is, this is what I got to do. And I know my wife, we weren't in church, per se, We were going because her parents were going, but that was it. We didn't have a part in the church. But even then, God was living up to his name because he was prepping her for something that was coming up. (laughs) I remember the words that she said that, that after even going everything going on, that she's just like, what, you know, how could this day, how could this day be like this? You know, because she's working, too. She's driving, you know, wherever she was driving from her job, uh, North Dallas or something, and, you know, and, and having to come home to two kids and, you know, take care of all of us because I figured I was working, and, you know, I was waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work, so I figured I was, you know, I had... You, you already know. I'm not going to go through it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I figured that was how it was supposed to be. But then she said, God told us something, and what he told her was, the day's not over yet. The very next call that she got, it was for me. And I had to tell her, amidst of all the yelling and, and, and arguing and fighting, that my father had passed away. Even at that time... God was there with us the entire time. He was still my comforter at that time because my son was right there with me. My son was the one that came up to give me a hug because he knew something was not right with me. Now, I cried a little bit because it hurt. He didn't understand at that time, but he was the one that God sent to me saying, I need you to do this for him. Now, church, my father and I didn't have the best relationship in the world, but my father did love my wife and my son very much. So I know it hurt her more than it would hurt me, and she needed to hear it. But you see, church, He sent my wife and my son to be my comforter at that time because I didn't know how to react. Because I didn't know whether to be angry, whether to be sad. I didn't know what to do because of where I stood with my father. But God knew exactly what I needed at that time. And he sent them to do it. You see, church, we are loved whether we see it or not. We are, are, are forgiven whether we see it or not. We are redeemed whether we see it or not, but we have to be ready to accept it. You see, church, that's the problem is we know that we're all these things, but we don't want to accept it at times because we figure that our past is going to keep us from having all these things that God is trying to show us. We figure that because we did this back then, or we're still doing this right now, that God says, no, 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 I'm not going to use you for anything else because now you're nothing to me. No, God says you are everything to him. Just as he's everything to us, He's every, you are everything to him. You see, church, and we know that because he allowed his son to be put on the cross just for us the world wants you to see that you are nothing the world wants you to see that you are corrupt the world wants you to see that there's no way in the world that God will ever use you because of something you said three years ago no God said I have forgiven you And then I'm going to be here for you. And then I'm going to love you. And then my hand is stretched out just for you. This hand is for you, my children. This hand is going to heal you, my children. This hand is going to comfort you, my children. But we have to be ready to accept it. Quit allowing the world to put all these burdens and all these thoughts on your shoulders and in your head. And saying, God, you know what? You are right. Because that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for you to say, God, you are right. Yeah. And the world is wrong. Amen. When you start to say the world is wrong and God is right, you'll start to see your life start turning around in the right direction. John 1, it says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of men, but of God. You see, church, that name right there, that name alone. Should change your life. Because, yes, you are redeemed. Yes, you are loved. Yes, you're all these things, but the most important name that you are to God is his child. (laughs) You know, I would do anything for my children. My son is is 27, 27, 28 years old, and I'm still going to be there for him no matter what it is. If he says, pops, I I, I need your help on this, I'm going to be there. If he says, Pops, I, I, I'm, I'm in some trouble, I'm going to be there for him. If my daughter-in-law says, says Richard, I, I need your help, I'm going to be there for her. If my own daughter says that I, I need you, I'm going to be there for them because that's what I am. I'm a father to them. And I'm going to do what I need to. But if God says you're his child. If God calls you by name. If God says, I'm ready to sacrifice for you, then you can imagine on what he would be willing to do just for you. He is not going to stop at anything to make sure that you are safe, that you have what you need, that you are very well taken care of and that you feel loved every day of your life. Why? Because that's who he is. See, see church, he's going to live up to his name as father. Some of us have the ability to be able to call their parents up and and say these things. Some of us can say, Mom, Dad, I don't care how old you are, they're going to be there. But when God says he's going to be there, then there's nothing in this world that can take that away from you. When he called you child, when he said, my son or my daughter, then that changed the world. The enemy fears that. The enemy fears that because he knows once God calls you son or daughter, there's nothing that he can do to try to change that. There's nothing that he can say. There's nothing that he can try to put in front of you that can change that. Because once God says, you are my child, you are his. Just as that scripture said, you were bought with a price. You belong to him now. And you know what, church? I'm going to show you a simple act of all that it takes to show God that that you have a love for him. I'm going to show you something that all it takes to start getting you on that right path is when you start to do this. Father, I rely on you. That keyword, their father. And the great thing is, is, if you need to cry to your parents, then you can cry to him. If you have those tears coming down when, you, when you're asking your mom and dad for help, then those tears can come out when you're asking your father for help. When you say, God, I'm here for you because I don't have any else place to go. And that's when God will have his hand stretched out to you and say, I'm here for you, my son and daughter. I have got you. I'm going to take care of you. I've taken care of you up to this time. I've showed you exactly what it's like. I didn't allow you to get shot back over there. I didn't allow you to have that overdose. I didn't allow you to be in the hospital. I didn't allow you to be locked up in the prison. I have you here for a reason. I took you out of those places for a reason because you have a purpose in my life. And that is to show the world exactly how much I love my children. So you see, church, you are his children, but we have to be ready to accept it. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. He says, you're his child. You're his child. We have gone along long enough with all these things. All these boulders, all of these problems, all of these issues on our shoulders. It's time to finally give it to God and say, God, I I can't do this anymore. It's time to finally say, God, you know what? I'm ready to accept to be your child. I'm ready to be that one that, 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 that you're ready to do anything for. I'm ready to be that one that you can change my life. Because church, years ago, you would not recognize me today. When I, when I went to the military, a long time ago, a lot of way to go, I went in with a head full of hair. <laughs> I'm talking about big old mustache and beard and everything else. When I got out of basic training and they shaved it all off, and I got to the airport, my people that came to pick me up walked by me three times. (laughs) And I just looked at them as they walked by me three times. And they finally looked, and they was like, Richard? Yeah, it's me. This man, we we walked by you. I said, I know, I seen you. Y'all here hold on holding a picture like this instead of just saying, "Hey, here I am." But you see, church, the military changed me drastically. I went from a hundred and man, hundred and ten pounds, and I went up to hundred and thirty with no hair. So it was a dr- it was it was a drastic change. Well, church, you know what? God is trying to do the exact same thing for you right now. He's trying to, he's trying to uh, not necessarily shave your head, but he's, not trying, he's trying to show you that you're no longer that person that, that's in that club anymore. You're no longer that person that's at that bar anymore. You're no longer that person that, that's hanging out on the street corner anymore. You are somebody different. You're this person that's sitting in this place right now saying, God, I'm ready for that change. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's going to take you to take that step. It's going to take, because he can do it all, all he wants. He can say, I want this for you, I want this for you, I want this for you. But if you're not ready and willing to accept it, then it means nothing. When you say, God, I'm ready to accept it then you'll start to see your life change. You're not going to be that same person anymore. There are going to be some changes about you. You're going to change the way you dress. You're going to change the way you talk. You're going to change the way you stand. You're going to change the, way that you, the places that you hang out. Because if you don't, then how are we different from anybody else in the world? You see, we always tell our kids that we want what's better for them as they're growing up. You know, they, they get mad about all of the, the, the rules and curfews and this and that and the other. And then they get mad when we tell them they did wrong. Like it's our fault because they did wrong. I don't know how that works yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. You're mad at me because you did wrong after I told you you shouldn't do this. Uh, I'm guessing I'm not the only person that's gone through this. All right, good. But you you understand what I'm saying, church? But we we tell them these things. we, We set these things in place because we tell them, I want better for you. I don't want you to go through what I had to go through. Well, God's telling you the exact same thing. I want what's best for you. I allowed my son to be sacrificed so you wouldn't have to. I allowed my son to drink from the cup so you wouldn't have to. I allowed my son to be beat so you wouldn't have to. I allowed my son to be put on that cross so you wouldn't have to. Because you see, church, in all honesty, how many of us would have done that? Yeah, We can say, yeah, 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 but if it came right down to it, it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm out. God knew what we were capable of doing and what we'd be willing to do. And he knew that it would have to be his son to do all those things for us so that we wouldn't have to. You see, church, that is the love of a parent. That is how much God loves you. Now, as I close, church, as I close, I want you to to put that into your heart right now. I want you to really grasp a hold of that. If we're ready to do, if we're willing to do whatever we need to for our own kids, if we're telling our kids, I don't want you to struggle, I don't want you to worry, I don't want you to uh, have heartache, I don't want you to, to uh, have to, to go down this path, then you can imagine what God is trying to do for you as well. God doesn't want us to worry about anything. He says, I got you. God doesn't want us to struggle about anything, but he wants you to learn. And when we do those things... God can start changing what's inside of you. God can start moving what's inside of you. That picture that I had up there, it stays on my phone forever. When my other granddaughter gets to a point to where she's going to be reading her Bible, I'm going to have the exact same picture right along with my other granddaughter because I want their parents to see that they're doing something right themselves. Because I can do all that I want, but I'm just Pop Pop. When it comes to them parenting their children and they're doing things like this, in church they're doing something right. Even the only enemy is telling them, no, you're not. Church, you are doing something right because you're here this morning right now. Church, you are doing something right because you're saying, God, I want to be here and I want you to change me. I want you to to mold me. I want you to open me up. Father God, I, 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 I know you've done so much just for me. Now, I want to do so much just for you. And the great thing, church, is it doesn't take much. It takes a few words, a few actions. You know, Pastor Daddy says, you don't have to go home and clean your house and and, and try to get ready. You are ready inside here. And when you understand, when you're ready inside here, then God's ready to come clean house. That house that you, that, that, uh, that you sleep under right now or that you sleep in, that's not your house. That's just, that's, that's a place that you laid out. This is a home that God has tried to, to make ready for you. This is a home that God is trying to show you means more than that place that you lay your head down. This home right here is what's going to change everything. Because you can paint your house, you can uh, get a new roof, you can get new doors and new windows, but it's still going to all fall apart. When this home right here changes, when this home becomes stronger than anything else, there's nothing in this world that can penetrate this home right here. This is the home that matters. And when God makes that his home, you become that petrified forest. And it just takes one person in your family to start that. There's always going to be bickering. There's always going to be something coming up. There's always going to be something there. But those are the excuses that we give and say, God, I, no more. So church, the, the altar is open. I know we have our elders here. If you're saying, you know what, God, I, I, I know you live up to your name every day. I want you to help me live up to my name that you've given me. Come to the altar and say, God, I, I, I give it to you. I am your child. I am your baby, Lord. You are my father. You are my everything. I I am nothing without you. But the excuses have to stop, church. It's time to say, God, this is our home right here. It's time to start cleaning my home right here. And I can only do it with you, Father. Lord, we come together, Father God, because of you. Father God, we come to this altar, Lord, because we know, Lord, that you will always, always, Father God. Just continue to, to, to do something in us, Father God. You, you stir something in us, Lord, to, to change who we are, Lord. Father God, you know, Lord Jesus, that we always put excuses, Father God. We always put something, Father God, in front of why we can't do something. But, Lord God, we are here, Father God, today saying, no more. Father God, we're here today saying, Lord, that I surrender it all, Father God. You have lived up to every name possible, Father God. You have lived up to every name, Father God, that has been given to you, even in the trying times. Now it's time for me to live up to the name that you've given me. Father God, you love me so much that you have called me your child. Father God, you love me so much, Lord Jesus, that you have given me things, Father God, that I didn't even ask for. And Father God, I'm asking that you just continue to move in everything that I do, Lord. Father God, move through these people right now, Father God, because they're coming, Father God, to you. And they're using, they're just using a few words, Father God, or a few actions, Lord, to show, Lord God, who you are in their life. They want to look different, Father God, from today, Lord Jesus, till tomorrow. Father God, they want to look completely different, Father God, of how the world sees them, Father God. They're no longer the party people, Lord Jesus. They're your children, Father God. They're worshipers, Lord. They're here for you, Lord. Allow their children, Father God. Allow their grandchildren to be ones to read in the Bible, Father God. Allow them, the ones, to be reading the Bible, Father God, in their homes, Lord Jesus, at their jobs, Father God, out in public, Lord. Allow them, Father God, allow the people to see, Lord Jesus, they're not just who people say they are. There's so much more, Lord. So much more. Father God, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Lord, for for comforting us, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for for guiding us, Father God, as that shepherd that you are. Father God, we're we're sorry for raising our fists, Father God, instead of raising our hands. But we ask for a movement today, Lord. We ask, Father God, for that movement today, Lord. We ask for that change of life today, Father God. We ask, Father God, that you show us how to live up to the name that you've given us, Lord. And we ask for understanding.